just a little bit in the Psalms to Psalms chapter 22. Uh, I remember when uh, I first joined the Wednesday morning Bible study, and we were going through the Psalms. Pastor was going through the Psalms, and and this is one of those Psalms that impacted me the most, and it has become my my literally my favorite Psalm. And you may be wondering, well, why is John Jones up here? You know. And, and I was talking with John Carlin just a little uh, while ago, and it's because that John missed me this morning that I'm up here talking, right? Is that the reason why? Yeah, and so he has to listen to me tonight. Uh, so we're in Psalms 22, and while you're turning there, I do have one announcement. Uh, there is a man's dinner uh, this coming Monday night, and the last time you can buy tickets for that is on Sunday. There's going to be a um, barbecue, ribs, chicken, and beef dinner. And then there's going to be a movie at the same time uh, by uh, the Kingdom Men Rising. $15 a ticket. You will have lots of fun. I can guarantee it, okay? Uh, Psalms 22, um, now that you've had time to get there, we're going to read through the whole psalm. And then we're going to uh, pick up some of the, the parts of this. To the chief musician, set to the dear of dawn, a psalm of David. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me? And from the words of my groaning. Oh my God, I cry in the daytime but you do not hear and in the night season and I'm not silent. But you are holy, enthroned in the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in you. They trusted and you delivered them. They cried to you and were delivered. They trusted in you and were not ashamed. But I am a worm, no man, a reproach of man, and despised by the people. All those who see me ridicule me. They shut, shoot their lip. They shake the head saying, he trusted in the Lord. Let him rescue him. Let him deliver him since he delights in him. But you are he who took me out of my womb, who made me trust while on my mother's breast. I was cast upon you from birth, from my mother's womb, you have been my God. Be not far from me, but for trouble is near, for there is none to help. Many bulls have surrounded me, strong bulls of Bashan have encircled me. They gape at me with their mouths like a raging and roaring lion. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax, it was melted within me. My strength is dried up like a potsherd. My tongue clings to my jaws. You have brought me to the dust of death. For dogs have surrounded me, the congregation of the wicked has enclosed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones, they look and stare at me. They divided my garments among them. For my clothing they cast lots. But you, O Lord, do not be far from me. O my strength, hasten to my help. Deliver me from the sword, my precious life, from the power of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth, from the horns of the wild oxen. You have answered me. I will declare your name to my brethren. In the midst of the assembly, I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, glorify him. And fear him, all you offspring of Israel. For he has not despised nor abhorred the affliction of the afflicted, nor has he hidden his face from him. But when he cried to them, he heard, my praise shall be of you in the great assembly. I will pay my vows before those who fear him. The poor shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him will praise the Lord. Let your heart live forever. 
All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations shall worship before you. For the kingdom is the Lord's, and he rules over the nations. And all the prosperous of the earth shall eat and worship, and all those who go down to the dust shall bow before him, even he who cannot keep himself alive. A posterity shall serve him. It will be recounted of the Lord to the next generation. They will come and declare his righteousness to a people who will be born, that he has done this. And so, Father, we, we thank you for this um, amazing psalm written by David, a man who longed to, to follow hard after you. And just hearing the worship tonight, just being in a, uh, the presence of an almighty God and being able to, uh, to bring before you our, our you know, undivided praise. I ask that you would just help us to continue that as we, we seek your word, as we read your word together. I ask that you would help us tonight to have open hearts and minds to understand the words of this psalm, to truly see um, the, the depths of despair of the author and to whom this foretold some a thousand years later. I, I thank you so much for your word and I ask that you would just let it go forth with power today. In Jesus' name, uh, amen and amen. This psalm starts with a uh, a, a title, as with many of the psalms, it, it gives us the author, it gives us the the tune, it gives us the the theme of where this psalm came into the heart of the author, and in this case, it's it's David. Uh, the very first verse in the Hebrew is actually uh, the the title of this uh, psalm. It says, "To the chief musician, set to." Uh, the deer of uh, the dawn. And in, in Hebrew, this would have been a, a famous tune. In the Israelite nation, this would have been a, a tune, a, a dirge, some type of a, a lamentation. It actually means Aizaleth uh, Hashahar. Uh, this tune that the Israelites would have known, and they would have put the words to this uh, psalm, to that tune. Who, who was the actual author of this psalm? It says there for us, a psalm of David. Verse 1 in our Bibles, it says, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me and from the words of my groaning? Now, I love how this, this psalm starts. It, it starts at the climax. It starts at this cry that explodes from the mouth of David. Now, you've probably heard and probably know where this uh, points to. Uh, it, it, there's two different references in the New Testament where this exact phrase is shouted. I, I want you to turn with me to the very first one. It's in Matthew chapter 27. Uh, Matthew chapter 27, and we're going to be starting there in verse 45. Matthew chapter 27, verse 45. Now from the sixth hour until the ninth hour, there was darkness over all the land. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of those who stood there when they heard that said, this man is crying for Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran, took a sponge, filled it with sour wine, put it on a reed, and offered it to him to drink. The rest said, let him alone. Let us see if Elijah will come to save him. And Jesus cried again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. This exact phrase that Jesus cries out from the cross, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani is the very first phrase 
quoted, written by his great, 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 great grandfather a thousand years before. Do you understand how amazing that is? And then you turn to Mark, and the same exact phrase is quoted there. Again, by Jesus from the cross. Uh, Mark chapter 15, verse 33. Mark chapter 15, verse 33, it says, Now when the sixth hour had come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice saying, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which is translated, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of those who stood by when they heard that said, Look, he is calling for Elijah. Then someone ran and filled a sponge full of sour wine, put it on a reed, offered it to him to drink, saying, Let him alone. Let us see if Elijah will come and take him down. Jesus cried out with a loud voice and breathed his last. The very last phrase that he cries out to God the Father before the final phrase, Eli, Eli, Lama Sabachthani, written by his great, 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 great grandfather some thousand years before. A, a, a psalm that was sung by this common tune of a deer of the dawn. That the Jews would cry out, now Jesus is crying from the cross. Eli, Eli, Lama Sabachthani. Why is Jesus crying this prayer? Why is Jesus saying this psalm? Do you understand what's happening here? For the first time in eternity, from the first time even before time began, there is now a separation between the Father and the Son. Can you imagine... For all of eternity past, the Father and the Son having perfect communion together. And now for the first time on the cross, as Jesus Christ now must bear our sins, God must turn his back on his only begotten Son. And Jesus cries from the cross, Eli, Eli, lama Sabak Thani. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? For the first time, he says this, this phrase. God has always been there with him. He, he has always been with God. He, he is the Son of God. He has always been. And now, for the first time, there's now a separation between God the Father and God the Son. Because of my sins and because of your sins. Predicted some thousand years before by his great, 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 great grandfather, King David. Turn with me really quickly to 2 Corinthians. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. 2 <clears throat> Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. Do you understand the depths of what Jesus was going through when he cries this phrase? Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. Not, not just taking our sins on the cross. Not, not just um, receiving our sins on the cross. Not just burying our sins on the cross. Sins that he did not commit himself. Uh, sins that he didn't even uh, know how to commit. In, in first, or Second Corinthians verse five, or chapter five, verse twenty-one, it says, "For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become." the righteousness of God in him. Do you understand why 
there's a forsaking now between uh, the Father and the Son. Why there is a break in the fellowship between the Father and the Son. This is the sins of the world coming onto the shoulders of Jesus Christ, bearing my sin by bear, uh, bearing your sin, so that you can become righteous. What we call the great exchange, right? My sin. For his righteousness. Wow, isn't that amazing? And to now scream from the cross, Eli, Eli, Lama Sabachthani, so I do not have to. I will never have to say that phrase. I will never have to experience that separation. You know why? Because I have Jesus' righteousness in me. And so do you if you have Jesus Christ in your heart. Isn't that amazing? That this amazing doctrine that is brought out from the very first phrase of Psalm 22. It, it continues on. Uh, please return to Psalm 22 there. It says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me and from the words of my groaning? Oh, my God, I cry in the daytime, but you do not hear and in the night season and am not silent. The Psalms 22 starts out with this climatic uh, cry. Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. But in detail, this psalm contains more about the crucifixion of Jesus Christ than any single account in the whole Bible. It, it, than any single account, even in the Gospels. Not, not combined, but in any, any single one of the Gospels. There is more detail of the cross in Psalms 22, in, in this first section, not only do we hear the cry, but we see the atmosphere that's taking place. What, what is it like to be in this season where the only one that you have experienced fellowship with forever and ever and ever and ever has now turned his back on you, what is that like? To, to say this next phrase in verse 2, oh my God, what we say OMG, right? Why, why is that in the Bible? I thought that was a bad phrase. What is he crying out? What, what is the heart behind, oh my God, I cry. In the daytime, you do not hear, and in the night season, and am not silent. Do you understand in both of those accounts in the New Testament, in both of those accounts, when Jesus is crying this phrase, what is the atmosphere like? What is the, what it, what is the sky like? In both of those accounts, it describes the darkness. There was no sun from the, the ninth hour to the or from the sixth hour to the ninth hour. There was no sun from 12 o'clock noon until 3 p.m. No sun. The sun was darkened in the sky. The, the sins of the world now on Jesus' shoulders, and he cries out from the cross, Eli, Eli, Lama Sabak, Fani. Oh my God. I cry, not only in the day, but in the dark, the same exact season that's taking place. In fact, in that very phrase, this night season that, that the New King James Version purposely puts there, it's this term where there's a, a covering over literally the sky itself. The darkness that is clouding the world at this time. Verse 3, it continues on, but you are wholly enthroned in the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in you. They trusted. You delivered them. 
They cried to you and were delivered. They trusted in you and were not ashamed. This is exactly what the people on the, on the ground are saying. Call down the angels. They, they trusted in God. The people in the past, your, your religion says that if you cry out to God, he will come. He will save you. Maybe Elijah will come. Both Matthew and Mark record that. Maybe Elijah will come and save him. Maybe the angels will come. There's this amazing uh, monologue uh, in probably around 1992, 93. Uh, I, I um, got the privilege of, of watching this monologue. It was a 90-minute a uh, one-man uh, play, uh, one-man monologue of uh, a guy by the name of John on Patmos. Uh, you, you may recognize the, the actor in this clip, and I'll ask the guys to, to roll this, but to set this up, this is uh, John portrayed by an actor by the name of Dean Jones. You might know him from some of the Disney things. He was the original Shaggy Dog, by the way. And uh, he, 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 he literally sings this, this, this psalm. And just listen as you um, uh, watch here. Another day and night in fearful anguish and despair, Peter and I hide, thinking on all we've seen and lost. Over and over in my mind go Jesus' words from the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? My God, my God, why have you there was no doubting what it seemed to mean, and yet, yet there, was, there was something more, there was something familiar. <laughs> Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. I, I knew that it, my childhood, my child, from the synagogue. My God, my God, why have you, you forsaken me was the first line of a psalm of David. Jesus in his deepest agony praying David's prophecy? Or was he just despairing? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me and from the words that I cry? I am poured out like water. I number all my bones, they pierced my hands and my feet. They part my garments among them and cast lots for my clothes. All they that see me laugh me to scorn, they shoot out the lip, they shake their heads saying, He trusted in the Lord, he trusted in the Lord, he trusted. for them from John the Baptist. That's right, locust and wild honey. Care for some? Anyone? All the more for me. 
Did, did you hear that? I mean, absolutely amazing the way that the, the, this psalm is, is literally part of the culture of the Israelite nation. And, and then to hear it from Jesus' lips on, there on the cross. This cry that Jesus cried from the cross so that I would never have to cry it, so that you would never have to cry it. The psalm continues. What does it say there in verse 6? We don't like this language. You thought, oh my God was hard. What does verse 6 say? But I'm a worm, not a man, a reproach of men despised by the people. All those who see me ridicule me. They shoot out the lip. They shake the head saying, he trusted in the Lord. Let him rescue him. Let him deliver him since he delights in him. Do you see the cross? foretold some thousand years by the great, 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 great grandfather of Jesus Christ himself. You see the crowds jeering at Jesus. You see the, the disfigured form of a human being beaten to within an inch of his life, scourged and on the cross for us crying out, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. And what does he look like? Does he look like a recognizable human being? No. This, descript, this de detailed description that Psalm 22 goes into of this event that's going to take place some a thousand years later begins with the climax, Eli, Eli, lama sabach thani. It continues on, verse 12. Or sorry, verse 9. But you are he who took me out of the womb, who made me trust while on my mother's breast. I was cast upon you from birth. From my mother's womb you have been my God. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, for there is none to help. Many bulls have surrounded me. Strong bulls of Bashan have encircled me. They gape at me with their mouths like a raging and a roaring lion. Do you understand who was there at the foot of the cross? As we see later, what's going to happen with his very garments? Who were the, the people that were there at the foot of the cross guarding Jesus? There was these Roman soldiers in their full armor garb. These soldiers that were covered in the breastplate and the uh, in, in garment of, of what it meant to be a Roman soldier. And what do they say from there from the foot of the cross? They're jeering at Jesus Christ. They're making fun of him. This term here of the bulls of Bashan, these would have been the, the prize bulls of the day when, when David wrote this. These were massive creatures that were raised for their strength. And we see them encircling, literally embodied by the Roman soldiers there at the foot of the cross. What does it say in verse 16? For dogs have surrounded me. The congregation of the wicked has enclosed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. This torture wasn't even invented when David wrote this phrase. This wasn't even invented until the Persian Empire, uh, you know, invented it as a torture device some 600, 700 years later. N not to understand what it means to, to have my hands and my feet pierced. And then his great, 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 great grandson, Jesus Christ, the Messiah who bore our sins on the cross experiences this torture. 
no longer recognizable as a human being. Now, beaten within an inch of his life, scourged. And what does he cry from the cross? Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. What else is happening? Do you see the detail that's in this psalm? What is happening in the next verse? Verse 17. I can count all my bones. What is it like to be stretched out on the cross? What is it like to be stretched out as your hands and feet are pierced through with those nails and to see literally the bones sticking through? To be able to count all the bones. As Jesus is there being crucified for your sins and my sins, crying from the cross, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. They look and they stare at me. And what are the soldiers doing there at the foot of the cross? Verse 18, what does it say? They divided my garments among them for my clothing. They cast lots. Look at the detail of this psalm. So much detail about what is happening on the cross, not written in the time that, that this is happening, but written prophetically some a thousand years earlier by the great, 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 great grandfather of Jesus Christ himself. But you, O oh Lord, do not be far from me. O oh, my strength, hasten to help me. Deliver me from the sword, my precious life from the power of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth and from the horns of the wild oxen. You have answered me. I will declare your name to my brethren. In the midst of the assembly, I will praise you. What should be our response to the cry, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? You see, we don't have to say that phrase. What do we get to do instead? We get to praise. That's why I love hearing the, the, the hymns and the songs that we sing before service. What were those hymns all about? What was it all about? It is well with my soul. Why can I say that phrase? Because Jesus said the phrase, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? That's the only reason. It is always about what Jesus did for us on the cross. The detail that Psalms 22 brings out is absolutely amazing. Uh, the detail of the cross and what our response should be is overwhelming. I will declare your name to my brethren. In the midst of the assembly, I will praise you. Where does praise always start? Where does praise always start? In the assembly, in the congregation. We, we, we sing these, these amazing songs. We, we sing these songs of praise. And what are we doing communally as a congregation? There's something about coming together and fellowship and praising God corporately. What is it about that? We're joining as one body in Christ and praising God. It continues on, verse 23. You who fear the Lord... Praise him. The, the, the phrase, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? That I do not have to say, I get to cry out in praise instead. I, I get to praise him for what he has done for me. All you descendants of Jacob, glorify him and fear him, all you offspring of Israel. For he has not despised nor abhorred the affliction of the afflicted. You see, Jesus was afflicted for us. 
Jesus was scourged for us. Jesus bore our sins for us. It was Jesus that cried, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, so I do not have to. So I can praise the Lord. There's an interesting phrase here that is repeated in this verse 23. It's re repeated, it's quoted at the beginning, it's quoted at the end, and it's this phrase, fear him. All those who fear the Lord praise him. Do you understand the, the immensity of what this means? Do I have to fear being punished by God? No, that's not the fear he's talking about. Do, do I have to fear what it means to be forsaken by God? No, I do not have to experience that. What is this fear that he's talking about? This is the fear that I have as I come before a, a holy and righteous God, knowing beyond a shadow of a doubt that I want all my respect, all my reverence, all my praise to be poured out before a holy and righteous God. And guess what? I can come before him. Why? Because I do not have to say, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. Because Jesus took my punishment for my sin. Verse 24 for he has not despised nor abhorred the affliction of the afflicted, nor has he hidden his face from him. But when he cried to him, he uh, heard. Why can I cry out? Why can I cry out? Why can I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God will hear me? Because I do not have to say the phrase, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. Now, I know God will hear me because of what his son did for me. Because of the great exchange. Because he took my sins on the cross and gave me his righteousness. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Do you understand what Jesus did on the cross for us? That, that, that separation that took place so that I can experience God. So, so that when I come before God, there when the books are opened and, and the names are read, that God will not hide his face from me. That he will not say, get thee behind me or, or leave my presence. Why? Because his son experienced Eli, Eli, Lama, Sabachthani. Verse 25, my praise shall be of you in the great assembly. I will pay my vows before those who fear him. The poor shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him will praise the Lord. Let your heart live Forever, What should be the cry of my heart? What should be the express of what I, I understand and I experience when I read this psalm, knowing that Jesus cried from the cross, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, so I do not have to. What should be my response? Praise. Praise. And in the greater assembly, in the, the corporate, uh, the, you know, the, the whole gathering of the Israelite nation, this greater assembly of the, of the praises of God, what should be my response? Even greater praise. Even greater praise. The desire to cry out. I love listening to Ephraim. I love listening to Ephraim. He's loud. And I love it. He's out of tune, but I love it. He's loud. And it's wonderful to, just to hear the praises of the people of God. Just singing with all their hearts. The praise of our great and mighty God. 
Who's the first people that are invited? Verse 26, who's the first people that are invited? It's the poor. What will happen when the poor come? They'll be satisfied. All those who seek him will praise the Lord. God is always looking for the seekers. God is always looking for those who who are seeking him. And he's calling them. He's inviting them to come. Who is this for? It's for us. Those the ones that fear the Lord. So that we can experience the praises of God. So that we do not have to say, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. Verse 27. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord. And all the families of the nations shall worship before you. On Wednesday mornings, we've been going through the book of Revelation. 6 a.m., men, you're invited. Cafe. Uh, This exact same uh, picture we see in the book of Revelation, chapter 5. All the families of the earth, every single tribe, every single tongue, every single nation represented there at the the uh, the foot of the throne. Every single representative from from all the nations of the world, this diverse group of people that have come together, that have accepted Jesus Christ, that are there in heaven, what are they doing? Falling down before the Lamb, praising God, worshiping God for who he is. What does it say? All the ends of the earth shall remember, turn to the Lord. All the families of the nations shall worship before you. For the kingdom is the Lord's and he rules over the nations. Why did Jesus cry from the cross, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani? So that you and I wouldn't have to. So that when we seek him, he wouldn't hide his face from us. So when we praised him, he didn't reject our praise. Jesus was rejected for me and for you. Verse 29, what's the next group of people? All the prosperous of the earth. They shall eat and worship. All those who go down to the dust shall bow before him. Even he who cannot keep himself alive. What is the the width and the breadth of the grace of God? What does that look like? What is the diversity of heaven? What does that look like? What should Christendom look like? People from all nations, all tongues, all wealth patterns, all tax tiers, every person that seeks after the Lord, they are invited to come. Why? Because he bore our sins on the cross, on the tree. And it was him who cried out on the cross. Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. Verse 30. A posterity shall serve him. It will be recounted of the Lord, I love this, to the next generation. Turn with me just really quickly there to uh, Psalm 33. Uh, Psalm 33, verse 12. This is, um, you know, and and every time I go through a a different psalm, I I say, you know, a similar phrase. Um, You know, I, I love this psalm. This is one of my favorite psalms, you know. And you get through 150 of them, you know, and, and it's okay. It's fine. You know, I have 150 favorite songs. It's wonderful. Uh, ver, but Psalm 33, verse 12, I love this phrase. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. The people he has chosen for his own inheritance. Psalm 33, verse 12. What does it say? Jesus could have chosen any inheritance. All the wealth, you know, the the universe, anything and everything. What does he choose? Verse 
What does he choose to inherit? People. People. That's his inheritance. You see, when we get to heaven, what are we looking forward to? You know, maybe the, 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 the streets that are, you know, clear gold or, or, or the, the tree that produces a different fruit every month or, or the crystal sea or, or the, the throne that looks like jasper and sapphire or the, the gates that are made out of a single pearl apiece. What is Jesus looking forward to? You. You. You're his inheritance. That should send shivers up your spine. That this is what Jesus wants as his inheritance, you and me. Psalm 22, it continues on. What does it say there in the very next uh, uh, verse, or in the very actually the end of, of, of that verse 30 there? He will be recounted of the Lord to the next generation. Christianity is always one generation away from extinction. If the next generation does not hear what will happen. What will happen? It will cease. We, we must continue on. We must tell, not only in our, our praise, not only in our worship of the Lord, not only coming together corporately, but to the next generation as well. To, to cry out the praises of God. Why? Because we do not have to shout as Jesus did. Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. Verse 31, they will come and declare his righteousness to a people who will be born. I love looking out on the crowd. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> I love looking out on the crowd. I, I love looking at the congregation of our church. There's all different there's all different colors of hair. <clears throat> and I love it. We, we sh uh, or, you know, minus hair, you know. <clears throat> but but you understand that the older generation and the middle generation and the younger generation, what is the future? Even to those who, what, will be born. Even those in the nursery. Even those that, that sing to those babies and take care of them. Even those that, that play the worship music in the Sunday school rooms. Even those that teach the Sunday school classes. We have amazing Sunday school teachers that, that love the kids and that are proclaiming to the next generation what it means to be a Christian what it means to serve the Lord, what it means to understand that I myself will never have to say the phrase, Heili, Heili, Lama Sabachthani. What's the very last phrase of this hymn or of this psalm? What is the very last phrase? that he has done this. Now, our, our English language kind of, you know, um, uh, uses words that, that cause us to uh, kind of um, uh, misunderstand this. It literally, this means it is finished. Literally, this phrase means it is Finished. Do you understand the, the, the beginning and the end of the phrase uh, of this psalm? To start with, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, and now end with the phrase that is also quoted from the cross, it is finished. It is done. It is complete. It is over. It is finalized. 
There is no doubt in the eyes of God. There, there is no uh, partway accomplishment or, or partially done. No, this is completed. It is finished. Why? Because Jesus Christ was forsaken for you and me and cried from the cross, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? You see, the privilege that we have as believers in Christ, what do we get? We get his righteousness. He gets us as his inheritance. He experienced on the cross my sin and your sin. And for the first time in eternity, experienced a separation from God the Father for you and I so that I would not have to. So that you would not have to. Read, read this psalm throughout this week. Uh, experience it. Read it over and over and over again. Understand uh, what Jesus did for us on the cross. The, the picture is absolutely amazing. And what should our response be? Praise. What should our response be? Praise. What should our response be? Praise. And so, Father, I thank you that we can praise you at any time. I thank you that we can come before you at any time, not because of something that I did, not because of something that I had to go through, but because of what Jesus Christ did for me on the cross. Taking the penalty of death for me, taking the penalty of my sin for me. And Lord, I, I, I do offer the same invitation that David is offering to uh, the readers of this psalm. That, that if there is anyone here that, that has never experienced a, a saving relationship with Jesus Christ, that the offer is open even now. That, that the praises that that can be heard from this building, uh, that, that the, the, the joy that we experience when we worship before you corporately can be joined by those that are in our midst and all they have to do is accept you into their heart. That, that they can experience a, a clean heart so that they do not have to say, my God, my God, why thou hast thou forsaken me? Because of what you did on the cross for us. And so, Lord, I, I ask that you would help us today not to keep a, this, this to ourselves. But as David cries out, that we would praise you. That, that we would worship you. That we would desire with all of our hearts to cry out praise to our God because of what you have done for us. And so, our Lord, we love you. We love you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen.